Welcome back to the Den Mothers podcast. You are here with your hosts, Lauren White and Camille Joanne. Today, we have some pretty fun stuff in store, don't we, Lars? We sure do. We have not updated you all in a while about our lives. We have not recorded since Lauren has gotten back from her trip to another country. We have a lot to catch you up on as far as what's going on in our personal lives. And we are also talking about the big M word today. Lauren? Marinara sauce. (laughs) Good old Pomodoro marinara. (laughs) (laughs) Not an arrabbiata. We're going with a classic garlicky delicious No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about masturbation today, sacred masturbation. And I'm so excited because this topic cannot be talked about enough and it's always relevant in my life. So I'm really excited to dive in. Me too. I'm so excited. So... This is episode 15 of season four. Okay, which is episode 52 in total. That's correct. And this will also be, surprise, the last episode of season four. It is our season finale. This is our season finale. We have come to a natural close. It always ends up like this, where Lauren and I are kind of ready to get wrapped up on some things. We're doing some major shifting in our life. This season has just come to a close. It's on the chopping block. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, right. So welcome to the season four finale. We have so many exciting things going on in our lives, and we never really plan when we're going to be coming back. We don't know when season five is going to be. We just base it, just like everything else in our life, on what feels good. Yes. Yeah. So we are taking a little hiatus from recording. We're going to miss you all so much, but please make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Den Mothers and make sure to follow our personal pages at SheWolfLauren and at CamilleJoanneXO to see our upcoming stuff, which we will be talking a little bit more about right now. Do you think that we could ever be cool enough to spell season S-Z-N? I posted something this year for Pisces season on my Instagram and I did put Pisces S-Z-N. Okay. It was when I was in my Instagram phase. (laughs) You're officially trendy. Yeah. It was a really trendy post too. I'll say it. Oh my gosh. It's stupid now looking back at it. I hate to be trendy. So Lauren You've had a lot happen since we recorded last. You may have traveled to a faraway place. That's right. And I just also want to acknowledge that I was just sobbing over the funniest. Camille and I, something happened where I was singing to her, Traveling Soldier by the Dixie Chicks, which I recently, this is part of my weekly update is that I felt so inspired watching these acoustic versions of really incredible artists singing 
And I've always had a thing for people who just play the piano and sing. That's my favorite kind of artist. Like Adele, right. Lady Gaga, and she's just doing her like no makeup thing. You know, I love that. The raw. Amazing. Anyway, I saw Natalie Maines, who's the lead singer of the Dixie Chicks, singing a version of Traveling Soldier. And I just got so obsessed. And so then I started singing it to Camille in this really funny face when the screen froze. And for a long time, she saw this <laughs> super scary face of mine. And I saw this haunting ghost looking version of her. <laughs> and anyway, it sent me into an absolute tizzy. So I will post those. Don't you think we should post those photos on our Patreon? Oh, we have to. They're hilarious. It's like when okay. problems go wrong. Yeah, when you try to record and things get frozen and it's just the most hysterical phase. <laughs> yes. So, okay, we'll post it. Um, But yes, so last we recorded, I was in my van in Temecula. Now I'm in my van in La Jolla, California. Fine. And in the meantime, I was in Costa Rica, which was so absolutely magical it was just magical not your first time in the CR nope my third my third time there and Shane's second time so when I booked the trip Shane and I were both self-employed right which meant that Shane was writing his book I'm writing my book meant we didn't have a lot coming in Still some in savings, not a lot coming in. By the time we left for our trip, Shane took a new uh, job at a startup and our financial situation drastically changed. So we ended up giving ourselves a little treat and we really lived it up in Costa Rica and it felt amazing. I'll just say you, that. You did a luxury experience. Yes, and that's my kind of exp- – I, I'll say this. I love luxury, but not just luxury for luxury's sake. I like it when there's a specific place that I want to be and a specific hotel that I want to be at, and it, it's probably a boutique hotel that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. That's the kind of thing I like to splurge on. Where it's not just you're staying at the W to stay at the W. It's like, right. I, I, I have this awesome opportunity to stay in this beautiful place. And that place for me is Tabacón in La Fortuna but at the base of the Arenal Volcano. It has its own natural hot springs running through it. And it is a river system of hot water. I mean, it couldn't be more amazing. It's so special. And we ended up staying there for a couple of nights, going to Nosara, which is a beach town, staying at the Bodhi tree there, which is also pretty great. And then just realizing that we are not sweaty, dusty beach people. And we canceled the rest of our beach trip and went back to Tabacone and stayed for another three nights. So it was just really special. I got to soak in. The power of the volcano on the land was so beautiful. And I had such a beautiful, we're talking about sacred masturbation today, but I just had so many wonderful moments with myself 
with my legs spread toward the volcano, really honoring the power of just being alive, being a species on this planet next to this huge volcanic mass that's an active volcano and it produces all of that warm water for the lake you know it's the natural oh, spring amazing. so yeah and, and not to mention just the wildlife we saw so many actually we had an amazing experience where we went to this uh well it's a tourist attraction called the hanging bridges well, we went one day and it was already closed. We got there at four o'clock. It was already closed. And the man working said, we open tomorrow at 6 a.m. And so Shane and I decided in that moment that we were going to get up and go at 6 a.m. Because we were going to bed at 7.30 there or 8 because that's when the sun goes down. And then the sun comes up at 4 a.m. So you oh just naturally God, feel Right. You just feel good. So we woke up at five o'clock and went and we were the first ones there. And for the duration of our time, the only ones there on these big hanging bridges that go over the expanse of the jungle. Anyway, I'm crossing the bridge. And at the end, I just at the end of the bridge, I said, Shane, look, and there were about 20, 25 monkeys, howler monkeys playing at the end and they did not move when we approached they made a show for us the mommies carrying their babies the the obvious dominant males of the group with their huge white testicles that were literally i could not believe their nuts i was obsessed with their nuts and just it was really special i was crying because i was just on (laughs) the spent bridge it's just so beautiful. I was so moved by this nature just unfolding in front of me. And so the and it's nature that we've never seen before, you know, not like beautiful. you've been to Costa Rica, but as a person who grew up in the U S to see monkeys in the wild swinging and carrying their babies with big balls, it was probably I can understand the tears. It's something so because yes. it feels like a move. It doesn't even feel real. It didn't feel real. And also their faces were so close and to me and so intricate. And you could really see the different personalities in the monkeys. And I just thought it was so special. I just really loved them. And that wasn't the, so we saw multiple different sets of these monkeys, but that was really so special because we got to be with them for 20 minutes, totally alone. I mean, it really felt like a very special moment. And so we had that. We went whitewater rafting, which was a blast. We saw these beautiful cows drinking out of the river and all these yellow butterflies surrounding them while we were whitewater rafting. It was just the amount of birds I saw, all these different birds just when I would sit quietly on my balcony. And the background is the volcano. I have this beautiful white bathtub next to me. And then butterflies and I saw little tapirs which are sort of like possum kawadi mix looking things oh I yeah love those yeah so we just had a wonderful I had a just wonderful trip and I feel like we will own property there soon I want to have a property just land uh there in La Fortuna so 
God, oh, that's it was really great. exciting. So where are you off next to, Lars? And of course, I already know this, but this is really for our wolf pack. Well, I am heading back to Washington State. I can't get enough of it. We really want to be in nature really, really badly. And it feels like that is where is just calling us home. And so I'm really excited. I mean, for everybody who's been listening to our episodes, you know that almost every episode I'm in a different location, it feels like. And Mm -hmm. while that's been really amazing, honestly, I was getting so exhausted and it was really hard to feel any kind of like grounding at all. I was just so all over the place. And so it was amazing, but it really feels like that chapter has come to an end. And I'm hoping that we are going to love this area in Washington as much as we think. You know, we stayed there for two months. So I feel like we know better than we have anywhere else. So we're moving all of our stuff up. I mean, our cars, our storage unit, it's really, we're really doing it. That's a really big deal. And with Lauren and Shane, you just never have any idea. So this month, that's what they're doing and they're going to love it. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But pray for me, Wolfpack. Pray that I love it because I really want to love it. Well, I'm really excited for you guys. Thank you. I'm really excited too. How about you? What are you up to next? And what have you been doing the last couple of weeks? Well, the last couple of weeks, I have been very, very busy planning some special breathwork and ice bath events for when I'm traveling into the US. That's so exciting. It's really exciting. I've been busier than I have been for months with work, but I feel like I really prepared my body and honored resting a lot for a long time without really even knowing what my next step was going to be. I mean, I always have my coaching business and I am still actively taking clients, but in this next chapter, it felt like something else was coming and my body just needed to rest for it. And this ice bath and breath work hosting has quickly become a huge thing in my life. Wow. Yeah. So it's been really special. We've been hosting events and I am planning events for when I'm traveling for two months back in the U.S. So if you're listening, Wolfpack, I will be hosting a full moon breath work and ice bath event in West Palm Beach, Florida on June 3rd. We're going to be doing a sort of ecstatic body warm-up, and then we're going to be doing breath work, and then each person will have a guided ice bath experience and nourishing snacks and some community bonding at the end of it. Wow. Yeah. So it's a three-hour event from four to seven. I'm really freaking excited about it. I'm just so happy to be bringing these things back with me from Tulum. And so that's the first event. Okay. It's going to be amazing. People can sign up just for the nourishing snacks. Yeah. I mean, trust me, you're going to want to do this whole event. It's going to be so fun. (laughs) I, I already know because I know how exciting it is when we do the events here and people here are more used to events that style. 
people in the U.S. are not used to stuff like that happens in Tulum. Right. Right. So I'm bringing some cool stuff back with me that are little hints of Tulum, which are going to be really fun. And so I'm doing that. Then I will be running a half marathon with my dad the weekend after. Then I will be hosting a breathwork and ice bath event with my dad, actually. And and the people I work with here in Mexico, we're doing an event for firefighters and police in West Palm Beach on June 16th and 17th. So I'm that's sorry. very, very exciting. And then I'm traveling back to California for a few weeks and I am hosting an event in San Diego. <sighs> Four weekends back to back, I have big events. So it's going to be exhausting. And also, I'm just so ready for it. Like, I feel like I have the energy, everything about it's exciting me. So I already have a list of signups for my San Diego and West Palm Beach events. My San Diego event is going to be hosted on June 25th. It's going to be from 11 to 2. It's more of a Sunday detox event. Wow. Yes. So it's the ecstatic warm-up. It's exciting holotropic-style breath work. And then it's getting in the ice bath. We're curing hangovers. We're resetting for the whole week. We're clearing our system to start the week fresh. And that event is going to be very exciting as well. And my mom and stepdad are going to be at that event, which is really fun. Brett is going to do it too. They're going to at least be there to support. I don't know if they're going to get in the ice baths. I know mom will. Brett is going to get in. He better. Yeah. Yeah, he better. So both of those events are available on my website at healwithcamille.com slash ice. That is healwithcamille.com slash I-C-E ice. (laughs) Yeah. Other than that – Man, I'm just having a ball. I'm sad I'm leaving Tulum. Like, I'm just feeling – I'm feeling very emotional about it. I've really made some roots here. I love what I'm doing. I think there's a big chance that I might be back here. But in the meantime, I have so many travels. Like, I'm going to Florida for a month, a brief stop in Atlanta to run the marathon. Then I'll be in California, Oregon, and Washington in the month of July. And then I'll be flying to Costa Rica. Yeah, that is a huge, exciting travel schedule. And I'm really excited that you're making a stop in Washington. Yeah, I'm going to be there for two weeks. Dang. Yeah, well, I'm going to be probably with you for 10 days. Yeah. Which is going to be really exciting because I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. We've traveled to a, a lot of states. We were very lucky early on in our life to do a lot of traveling, but I have never been to Oregon and I briefly stopped in Spokane, Washington for like two hours once, but I've never actually explored the Pacific Northwest. So I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't wait to have you and to just show you what I've grown to love. Yeah. It's really exciting. I can't wait. Okay. Wolfpack. I was recently talking to my sister, Lauren, AKA the other host. (laughs) And I was telling her that, to be truthful, I do not feel very connected to my masturbation practice right now. I think it's become a little bit routine. I've had a very tough year, and stuff has come up for me sexually. 
And instead of us just having a conversation about it, we thought that it would also be really helpful for the wolf pack to hear how to get more connected spiritually with your masturbation practice. And this is Lauren's absolute forte. So we're going to be hearing from from your girl Lars today. (laughs) Thank you. I'll take the mic from here. So... (laughs) Well, I just want to say that I'm proud of you, Cami, because, you know, okay, when I, when I was going to do some stand-up, I went in Seattle and did stand-up, and I did a little bit about masturbating and about Molly being on the bed, you know, just kind of a very funny thing, or at least I thought it was funny, and I sent it to mom and mom said, you're, oh my gosh, you're so brave to talk about masturbation. That's something that people don't even want to admit that they do, let alone talk about it on stage. Yeah. Right. And so I kind of forget how far I've come. But but yeah, this has been a real journey for me because for a long time, I mean, I did not even masturbate. I it, it wasn't like I was an early masturbator. I didn't masturbate until college. And like I have said on many different occasions, I faked orgasms for a really long time mm-hmm. and really had no connection with my body and definitely wouldn't have considered masturbating a spiritual experience. Right. Now, several years later, and with a lot of education and working with multiple clients, I I realize how there really is nothing more spiritual than having time just feeling ultimate pleasure in your body. When we orgasm, so much happens in our body that I can't even recite right now. It's very scientific though. We have the parts of our brain that feel safety and calm really release uh, the parts of our bodies that feel very stressed out and tight and like have mental to-do lists seize. And in French, they call it les petites mortes when you have an orgasm, which basically means a mini death because it's a moment for your body to be just in complete bliss, no thoughts, no thinking, and no you. There's mm-hmm. no part of you there. It's just this moment of pleasure for pleasure's sake. Mm. So I've recently been watching a webinar for my schooling about troubleshooting pleasure. And women, it's like 86% of people who struggle with orgasm with a partner say that it's because they feel like they're taking too long to orgasm. And so that's number one today when we're talking about connecting spiritually with your orgasm is taking your time. So many of these sex toys that we have, which I had all of them, okay? I used to be sponsored by them. I would test them. I would use them on dudes. You know, I was a total sex. I had like a treasure chest of sex toys. Yeah. Really, I did. I remember (laughs) Yes. And I would test them all out and really see, sometimes I would just want to have an orgasm as fast and as powerfully as I could. And I would basically touch one of these 
you know, wands to my clitoris and just be blasted off and then be like, okay, well, that was crazy. Moving on, making dinner. And yeah. that's important too. If right. I, I would rather you be masturbating and having that kind of an experience than nothing at all. But if you're wanting to elevate your spiritual connection with your body, the first and most important thing to do is to slow down with yourself mm-hmm. and really start to notice what it feels like as your orgasm builds. We know with a sex toy that it can go from zero to orgasm pretty quickly. You get, yeah. you know, you use the your favorite toy and it's pretty much routine. Like, right. It's on your clit typically for most orgasm havers and bada bing, bada boom, you're coming and then it's over. And for my penis having listeners, most of y'all watch porn and so you're detaching and a lot of women watch porn too. Yeah. We are detaching from our body by looking to something outside of ourselves to turn us on, right? Mm-hmm. So we're watching this and we're kind of not present as our body builds toward orgasm. We're just aware of like, I'm turned on and now I'm orgasming, but we're not aware of the faculties that are happening in our body. And it's a sacred process. It's it's really special. Right. Yeah. I think before you keep going on, I just want to say that I never want to shame, and I know you don't either, the use of sex toys because there is something special in feeling different sensation on your body. And sometimes it feels good to feel sensation other than your own body on your body. So Lauren by no means is saying to not use vibrators ever in your whole life. Right. But it does – there's something that happens in your brain that when you're having orgasms that quickly using a vibrator, when you're with a partner, it's not only it's you projecting onto them that you feel like it should be happening faster because you're used to it happening faster. Right. You know what I mean? And then most people are faking orgasms. So that's a whole different level because it's like, well, geez, the, the time of it all feels so nerve-wracking, but pleasure isn't supposed to be rushed. hmm You know, like I'm thinking about it even in terms of like eating a delicious mango, juicy mango or something. You're not eating it as fast as you can to make it gone so quickly. You're trying to savor every bite, but I feel like I even lose the feeling sometimes of making sure that I can experience pleasure for a long time that's available. You don't have to just rush it so quickly. Right. So that's why it's so unique switching from the vibrators to the hands. Right. Well, and when you think about it in the reverse, you know, a person with a penis doesn't begin receiving a blowjob and then immediately, they're not immediately trying to come. Right. Oh my God, I've never thought about that. Right. They're like, whoa, that feels so good. And they're marinating in it. Like that feels so good. That feels so good. They're trying not to come. Because then they're doing a million positions building on their pleasure the whole time. Yeah. Oh my God. So when you think about that – 
versus a lot of times what I've done where I'm just like, am I going to come now? Am I going to come in this position? Am I going to come? And obviously there's a difference in physiology as well, but, but it's important to just marinate in this concept of time. Mm. Right now, take note of when you masturbate, are you trying to masturbate as fast as you can and get it over with as fast as you can and then pretend like it basically isn't happening, like you basically don't do that? Or is it an experience for you where you can see how relaxed and just at ease and in surrender your body can be so that you can receive that gift of pleasure? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's yeah. such a different a vibe. Point. And it doesn't have to be every time, but it's really worth noting what your practice is like now. And if you have one, and if you don't have a practice, Orgasm doesn't have to be the final goal every time. You can just give yourself some touching just to do it. Just arouse yourself during the day. You know, it feels nice to connect with your yoni. Yeah. So, so. Okay, so taking our time, beginning with time. Yeah, it's beginning with time before as well. So a good journal activity would be writing about what goes through your mind before you masturbate? What goes through your mind during masturbation? And then how do you feel afterward? What many of us will notice is that afterward, we don't even take note of how we feel because we move right on to the next thing. We kind of get up, go about our day, and we don't have a minute to say, wow, my body is capable of that. My whole body just worked together to allow me to have that maximum pleasure experience of mankind. Just journal about that and see what that feels like. And so when I'm saying time, I'm saying notice the amount of time you're taking to achieve orgasm and also notice the amount of time that you're pressuring yourself to finish with partners And then also how much time you take afterward, because here comes my next little tidbit of advice here. If you, during masturbation and after, can notice your breath as you're building toward orgasm and really as you're having the sensation of, I could come soon, I could have an orgasm soon really noticing what it feels like to take a deep inhale as if you're inhaling from your yoni all the way up through your different chakras and you pull that pleasure up your whole entire spine into your third eye and out the top of your head and see if you can electrify your whole body. You can. You can. You can. And I have something interesting. We can cut this out or you can be out. I actually, my best orgasms ever are at the very top of my deepest inhales. Yeah. It's actually really hard for me to reach orgasm if I'm on an exhale. 
That's interesting. I do notice that. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what it is, but I, I'm so conscious of it because I can, I, I know that to get that best full body feeling where I feel like I can sit there and I'm basically, you know, like sort of an out of body experience. It's always on a deep, full inhale. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's great to know that. And so if you're listening and you're like, I have no idea. A lot of times it can really, really depend if it's on the inhale or an exhale that you're, because often it's also on the exhale. (sighs) And when on you, at the bottom of an exhale, when you kind of, (sighs) and you can relax and the orgasm can come through. Often people also hold their breath. You'll notice that, uh, especially listen to a man when he comes, Mm -hmm. as he's coming, he'll go, uh, uh, like it, you kind of, it literally catches their breath. Catches your breath. And so noticing what your breath is doing while you're masturbating will help to bring you in your body more than you could ever imagine. Just noticing you're, it's not, you won't lose the pleasure but you can just come into your breath and see if you can breathe life into the orgasm in and out of it and into your pleasure. Well, it's interesting because physiologically, if we're connecting consciously to our breath, we are also connecting with serotonin in our GI tract, which 95% of our serotonin is in the GI tract, which is the you know, lower belly region. Yeah. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter, which relays messages from the body to the brain. Mm. So connecting with the breath, it makes sense that we're ultimately connecting deeper with pleasure Mm -hmm. because your body's feeling more. Wow. I love that. Yeah. And it'll really make sense once you feel it for yourself. You know, it's like, oh, wow, that feels really different. And so when when I mentioned porn before, you can see how fixating your eyes and your attention outside of yourself onto a screen will really delay spiritual connection to orgasm because it, it's almost impossible to focus on your breath when you're also focusing on highly stimulating imagery. Mm. So we've talked about the breath and we've talked about time. And I just want to say, I'm not making all of this stuff up. This is in sacred Tibetan sexuality, Buddhism, Tantra. This stuff exists in other places. It's just I'm pulling it from the ethers. Right. Yeah. Now that we've talked about the breath and time, let's just talk about incorporating our senses. So you'll hear about a full body orgasm or like you mentioned, Camille, an extended orgasm. Mm Mm-hmm. These practices come from not just your pleasure center, but they come from incorporating pleasure in all of your senses and starting to really wake up your body. And so going through each sense, including what you your eyes are seeing, what you're hearing, even just noticing what the sound of your own moan is like or what sounds you're making can be really nice. Noticing what you smell. Are you getting really good inhalations? Do you have incense burning? What can you take in around you? What are your eyes laying on? And this comes into ritualizing more our Mm -hmm. masturbation. 
you know, when we make it into a ritual, obviously these components can really come alive, which is why that's so special to have some kind of masturbation ritual. Yeah. And I'm just thinking too, in terms of, you know, when you're single, aka when I'm single now, what I look forward to in my next relationship is scheduling in pleasure, like making sure we are doing that a few times a week. I mean, at first it's always spontaneous and fun, you know, but I'm talking about lifetime partner, you need consistent effort with sex. So why wouldn't I be expecting consistent effort from myself right now of scheduling in? Like you're not, you don't have to masturbate every single day, but making sure that you're putting it on your calendar. I literally am going to set a reminder after this, you're going to masturbate tomorrow, you know, and set a time and make a nice experience for yourself because I expect that from other people. So I should be showing myself that I expect that kind of effort. Mm-hmm. And I I want to note on that too, because it's such an important point to also notice when you have that set on your schedule, what will you say as an excuse not to? Mm. That's a lot. Yeah. I went through a phase recently where I, I hadn't been masturbating very much. And I had an opportunity all of a sudden to all the time. Like I had a bunch of nights alone and I noticed that I, something inside of me, it was like one of my voices was saying, let's have an enjoyable time. Let's masturbate. And this other part of me was saying, you don't need to, you're too tired. Just go to bed and forget about it you know, it's not that big of a deal. And it was this interesting thing for me to notice that even though I've done so much work in this way, there's still a part of me that wants to silence the sexual side of me that kind of wants, you know, telling her, eh, that's a little too much. Just go to bed. You don't really need to do that. And so I just started noticing what my mind is saying to me about my own sex. And I wrote this down today because I think it's important that you always, even if you're in a monogamous relationship, have two lovers in your life. You have your partner and you have yourself. Mm. And so you have to have some practice of making love to yourself because you're reminding you that this matters and that part of your vitality and that it's access to something so magnificent. Like you really have access to God in your orgasm. So tapping into that and honoring that is a really special way to feel really connected with Mm -hmm. yourself and with earth. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Self-pleasure can't stop when you're in a relationship. So let's get back to ritual quickly. What could that look like? Making a ritual for yourself is taking effort to go get some candles. Candlelight is the best light. Nobody can prove me otherwise. It is the sexiest experience. No galaxy lights, no colorful light bulbs, no anything. Nothing is better than candlelight. Yeah. So go get yourself some candles 
They can be the little tea light ones. Line them up in a space that makes you feel safe. Turn off your lights. You can light an incense, have some crystals out if you want to. You can have spa music playing, Latin music playing, music that just makes you feel sexy and good or no music and just listen to the patterns of your own voice. And if it helps you, set a timer for yourself of 15 minutes, of 30 minutes and say, I am just going to be with myself in pleasure on my bed or in my bathtub or wherever you like to masturbate for this amount of time. And see what that feels like. Does that feel like forever? Do you maybe masturbate again? Are you surprised by how quickly you come? Do you want to drag out your orgasm for 30 minutes or for 15 minutes and really play with those edges of pleasure? But just giving yourself that time, even if you just masturbate a little, you don't have an orgasm and then you just lay on your bed and get as cozy as you can for 30 minutes and just in that candlelight with your music playing, just enjoy yourself. Yeah. And that's what it's really about. It, that's a very spiritual thing. Yeah. Yeah, because ultimately, like even when you're with a partner, the ultimate goal of sex is not orgasm like it's spiritual connection with your lover Mm -hmm. it's just being in that space so it should be the same thing by yourself our self-pleasure shouldn't just be to have a quick orgasm Lauren you're really opening my eyes here (laughs) (laughs) well I'm so glad the the point that you just made is important and I don't think it's an obvious one so I want to say it again around we get a little confused Because there are a couple of things at play here, right? There's an orgasm gap where it's like 75% of – God, I butcher statistics. I'm so not a statistics person. I'm not a statistics person either. I think you're better than me. A little bit. (laughs) So many people – most heterosexual white dudes who have sex come during sex. It's like 50% of people with a vulva, women, mostly identifying as women, have orgasms during sex. Lesbians have extremely high rates of orgasms. Black women between the ages of 40 and 59 have extremely high orgasms, and so do gay men. So good for them. Heterosexual sex, there's a huge orgasm gap. Hmm. So This has nothing to do with sacred masturbation, but what this has to do with is I'm nodding at your point about we become a little bit more desperate to orgasm and that becomes a little bit more the focus of the whole experience rather than coming back to, can I feel pleasure in this moment? And all of this comes back to our general anxiety about never being present in this life. <laughs> so the way that we come and the way we orgasm and what we expect of our bodies does say a lot about what our relationship is with our bodies and with our spirituality oftentimes. Mm. So. Man, and there it is. <laughs> there, yeah, it is. there it is. Yeah, there it is. And I don't want anybody to feel 
shame when you're listening to this and thinking, oh my God, I've never had a connected orgasm with myself or maybe I've never had an orgasm in my life before. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be so much pressure on the orgasm alone. Like let's just keep bringing it back to pleasure and bringing it back to presence and bringing it back to being with the body, having gratitude for the body. And mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people are missing. It's just mm-hmm. that sex has become this thing that's so easily accessible to see and to purchase and to purchase with a vibrator that we've just become so disconnected from the actual meaning of pleasure mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. You know, I think too that the soft feminine in us really desires a partner that will take his or her time with us. Like there's something so safe about somebody saying, take all the time you need, just relax and and feel this, you know, and about being really taken care of in those intimate spaces. There's something so nourishing that feels so good about that. Yeah. And so when we do that with ourselves, it's this relearning of what sex can be like and it can be so understanding and relaxing and nourishing and full of pleasure and sensation and it, that matters in our lives. There's so yeah. much going on all the time that when we have those sacred practices for ourselves, it really matters and it really makes a huge impact on our lives. It does. I have nothing else to say. That was just so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. I feel like this really helped me and I know how many people that this is going to help from the wolf pack. It's just, it's so important. So thank you. Good. It is my pleasure. It is your pleasure. We love you, Wolfpack. We had such an incredible season four. We can't wait to be back whenever it feels good for us. And we know that y'all will hold on. You guys are always so patient with you. And we could not appreciate our listeners, our supporters, our friends, our family. We appreciate you all. We hope you enjoyed this season. Don't forget to follow our personal pages, She Wolf Lauren and at Camille Joanne XO to follow our personal adventures in the time upcoming. <laughs> in Another the time, henceforth, and thus thou. Henceforth, don't forget <laughs> to follow us. <laughs> yes. We love you, and we will see you for season five. See you for season five.